put a little red in my tie, and uh, my wife has a little red on. I think red is probably one of the colors used today, probably as much as any, uh, signifying a heart, love. Brother Nick <coughs> quoted 1 John 4, where herein is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us, gave himself for us, and <coughs> that theme is... Uh, throughout the Bible. In fact, we are uh, thankful that all of you are here and logged on. We are growing <coughs> apostolic legacy. And so uh, when you stop and think um, about the power of love, <coughs> the power of love is, is an amazing force. In fact, they have done numerous studies and research and those of you that um, may have been in the medical profession have recognized, I'm sure, that one of the things this pandemic has done that is so devastating is keeping people from being able to touch one another and to see one another and keeping them isolated. Nursing homes are complaining about it, of course, as I already mentioned, hospitals. And there is an amazing power, and they, and, and especially with children, as a matter of fact, those nurses that are involved in the care of small children. There was a few years ago, I don't know what they call it now, you know, we used to think in terms of swaddling, but there was the phrase kangarooing the children, wrapping them up tight, making sure that they are held and nurtured because of studies. I, I read a study back in just a few years ago uh, in I think 2017 that talked about epi, uh, it was an epigenome, uh, um, E-P-I-G-E-N-O-M-E, -E, this epigenome tracking that they did that uh, has actually when you cuddle a, a baby, uh, this all of a sudden impacts uh, actually the genetic uh, <coughs> somehow age or epigenetic may age of the child and there's a bond that happens and there's a gap and whenever that's not there it's uh, known and, and actually they measured the heart rate actually when a child is being cuddled by or being held by a stranger their heart rate decreases when they're being held by their mother it actually slows even more and there are some just amazing things that happen genetically it's not a, a situation of you know uh, religion or science I mean or or it's basically just science in fact um, uh, oxytocin and some you know have written about that as the the love or cuddle hormone is produced and and it is uh, there's a way that all of a sudden when that mother uh, holds that child there's this elevated sense of uh, oxytocin that comes in her body and and even in the baby and so there's an amazing power of love and when I thought of that title, I remembered the theme song from Back to the Future a few years ago. 
And maybe those of you who are here remember Huey in the news, or Huey Lewis in the news, I think it was Huey Lewis, that said, uh, the power of love is a curious thing. Makes one man weep, makes another one sing. Change a hawk to a little white dove, more than a feeling, that's the power of love. Don't need a credit card to ride this train. <laughs> but if you want to take out your credit card now and hit give, that's fine. But just kidding. No. <laughs> that's all right. See, you open the door an inch and somebody will just run through it. Lord, help us. So here we are on Valentine's Day talking about the power of love. As the Lord said, herein is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us. And yet there's a big difference between power and the power of love. Power, we know, corrupts. An absolute power corrupts absolutely. And which is why I would say to you that, you know, if you make somebody hug you and you have to force them to hug you, that's, I don't care how much you thought you were going to epigenomic match oxytocin, whatever, flood them, they're going to be flooded with mad. <laughs> and it's going to cancel out. And we don't do that. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. I, you can't say, well, pastor said, just, you know, you're supposed to get a hug a day. And right now I can see you're boiling, so I'm going to grab you and hug you. <laughs> you're probably going to get... <clears throat> wish uh, you'll see the power of love. <laughs> but here it is. The sense of power versus the power of love. And I realize that when you look historically to the Lord, that God showed the children of Israel great power, great love, by bringing them through Egypt, by all of the displays of the majesty and the plagues, and then walking across the Red Sea on dry ground, and the water standing up, and then watching the Egyptian armies be destroyed, and all of these things happen, and yet, this sense of power and that even though he had done all of these wonderful things and all of this display of power didn't last two months before they were saying we're ready to go back we're dancing around a golden calf we don't want to be here I mean, what love to deliver them what love, what awesome power you would have thought the very fact of all of the power that he showed would have been enough that they would have said, man, we're going to follow this guy. We watched what he did. He killed all the Egyptian babies. He's, Amen. man, we're too afraid not to go back. And yet they were dancing around a golden calf in 50 days from when they walked through the Red Sea. And so you realize that 
power and even a magic, majestic display of love is not always enough. And yet, we, we know as we read this morning, herein is love that God loved us. And then you can read Romans, the fifth chapter, where it says, For when we were yet sinners without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, and peradventure for a good man would some even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. What a privilege that is. To be saved from wrath because of the love of God. Amen. This power of the love of Almighty God. Paul, and I, 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 there are so many verses that talk about the love of God. Paul told the church at Ephesus, he said, Now he that ascended, what is he that also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same that ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. In other words, what he was saying is that the same God of glory came down in flesh and descended. Then when he died down in and set us free from the power of death because of the power of his great love. He opened up earlier in the book of Ephesians saying that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. At some point, and I, I, I don't, I understand Jude said there are some people that you can dangle over hellfire and scare them into trying to live for God, but, but basically until you fall in love with him, and until you love him, until you love his word, until you love to pray, until you love to be in church, until you love to give, until you love to worship, until you love, yes. Amen. no amount of power is going to make it happen. Oh, I, I, can, I can do my best to say you need to and I'm going to get you and... Something else is going to get you. And I understand all of those things. But until you're rooted and grounded in love. And then begin as Brother Nick alluded to today. May comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth. And to know what? The love of Christ. To know the love. Because you see which passes knowledge and that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Because you see, love has to be experienced. It has to be embraced. It has to be felt. It has to be <coughs> a part of us. You, you, you know, and it's powerful. And I, I realize the power of love. And I, I know there are stories and I can tell you stories of maybe individuals that love someone enough to uh, try to get them help for addictions or for whatever and the power of love would break that whatever it is and yet 
if you don't embrace that power and if you don't let somebody help you and let somebody love you and you don't accept that love. I've also seen folks frustrated because they try to love their children and they try to love their spouse or whatever enough to say I want to I want to help you you've got a problem here I want you to get delivered and but yet the power of the addiction or the power of the perversion or the power of the whatever is greater than the power of love until you're willing to accept the power of love you see that becomes then what I have to do God has to be experienced it's not just with my knowledge but what's amazing is that obviously he's able to fill us with his spirit as those verses in Ephesians said John the 13th chapter before the feast of the Passover when Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of the world unto the father having loved his own with even which were in the world he loved them until what the very end. They didn't realize how much he loved them. They thought it was all about the power of a kingdom and the power of being the Messiah, ruling. But it says, John recognized having loved them, he loved them until the very end. And I know we have folks testify, Brother Jim Hoskinson will tell you about the power of his mother's prayers and love for him that prayed for him when he wasn't doing right and yet he feels that well at some point you have to then open yourself up to that you see that's where the difference of the power of love you you cannot we'll get to it let me let me read John the 14th chapter he said if you love me keep my commandments and I pray the father he shall give you another comforter that he might abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwells in you he dwells with you right now but shall be in you Jesus had not yet been crucified. That was what Calvary was all about. So that the Spirit could dwell in us. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. And you, but you see me. Because I live, you shall all live also. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father. And ye in me. And I in you. And he goes on to say. He that hath my commandments and keeps them. Is he that loveth me. And you go, how can I do that? And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And that feels almost impossible to do. Because our world and our minds and our emotions are geared from a very young age to do what is best for me. Self-preservation. In fact. <clears throat> they've got a, a new lens I guess you can put on your camera to make your selfie look better and all these wonderful things because the wisdom of the world is look I gotta take care of myself and self-preservation it's the center of everything I do questions that are asked what's in it for me if I want to do it I will if it feels good to me I'll do it save yourself no one tells me what to do as a matter of fact, I don't even feel like doing 
fill in the blank. Well, it's not my personality. I wasn't raised going to church. I don't like doing that. I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't. And as long as you keep that wall up, love can't overpower it from the outside. You've got to be vulnerable and willing to lower the wall say not my will mine be done Lord I want to receive the power of love as long as a young person looks at the love of their parents and says well but I want to do what I want to do I don't care how much love the parents have it can't change me until I'm willing to humble myself. That's what the whole story of the prodigal son was about. The young man that looks harsh at his father and says, give me what's due me. And you remember the story. He goes off and wastes his money. And then as he's coming back down the road, his father runs to meet him. And what was it that immediately he felt? The power of love. You remember a few weeks ago I told you that that same word picture that Luke painted about the father falling on the prodigal son and kissing him is the very same word he described as Cornelius in the book of Acts said, come into my house. And while Peter was telling them about the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that the Holy Ghost, Cornelius was amazed that a Jew would walk in. He was in awe, but he just began to open himself up. And he began to, all of a sudden they said, it fell on him like it did on us in the book of Acts. Why? Because he just submitted to the power of love. He wasn't worried about save myself. It was about I need the Lord. Lord, all of a sudden, I, I, it wasn't about what, what am I talking? I, I don't know if I should pray. I don't know. He just opened himself up to the power of love. And I'm here to tell you that you still today can experience that same power of love, of his spirit flowing through you and in you and out of you. <laughs> That's why Paul would tell the church, in, in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Husbands, love your wives. And he goes through wives, submit yourself to your husbands, all this. And then he said, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing and it should be holy and without blemish he likens the church to the bride to the bride of Jesus the power of love and so when you you read and Go back into the mystery of what God was doing back in Genesis when he made Adam and caused him to fall asleep and he took out a rib and formed Eve. 
and then you realize that Jesus didn't allow himself to go to sleep, but he, the power of love that led him to the cross, the power of love that led him to Calvary, the power of love. I went through the whippings. I went through the shame, the spitting. I went through the crown of thorns. I went through, he went through all of those things for one reason. The Bible says he loved them till the end. And you notice that when they put him on the cross and through the nails in his hands and the feet and through the beatings and all of that, and yet he loved them. Father, forgive them. What was he doing? He was trying to get a pride. And when that Roman soldier came with a spear to break his legs and he saw he didn't have to because he had already died he stuck the spear in Jesus' side according to John the 19th chapter and all of a sudden blood and water flowed out of his side. How are we born again? <laughs> oh blood and water through the blood, through the water, when we go down in Jesus' name, when we have the blood applied in repentance, oh, when the Spirit flows through us, that sense of submitting to the cross, he became weak. He became totally submitted, totally weak. He didn't want to, but he knew that if you're going to have love, it's got to come through total submission. And I want a church. I want a bride. I want a wife and I'm willing to get totally weak to get one I'm willing to get totally vulnerable to become totally helpless oh don't think for a moment as a matter of fact in one of his moments of humanity when they were had him in trial and beating him and whipping him remember what he said I could have called 12 legions of angels. And let me tell you, one angel would have been enough. <laughs> but he said, and at that time, we're not sure, you know, exactly, you know, the, the exact number because, you know, it's hard to know because they had different legions for infantrymen and a different legion number for cavalry and uh, the cavalry riders or chariot riders, they called a different number of legion. But 12 legions was anywhere from 50,000 to 70,000 soldiers. And can you imagine? He said, I could have called anywhere from 50,000 soldiers on right down here in a moment. It's not I'm not going to Calvary because somebody made me go. I'm going because I want love to flow out of me. I want people to feel the love of God. I want them to feel there's greater love. There's no greater love than this. Then he would lay down his life. Oh, you say, Pastor, I don't feel it. I don't... It's not because it's not there. You know, because you have to be willing. You know, when you, when you feel wronged, put up the law wall. When you feel you've done wrong, huh? You've hurt my feelings. <laughs> you didn't treat me right. They talked about me. They said something to me. What am I doing? And I can come and sit in church and I'm mad at her, and I'm mad at them, I'm mad at you. Now, that was a big waste. Huh? Because I didn't open up 
to the power Amen. of love. You can say, well, I'll try to apologize. I'll try. I have to be the one to say, Lord, I need to feel the love that you have for me. I need it. I need, I need to enter into your presence. And I, I know we, we try to encourage and we sing and we do things, but yet I'm the only one that can pull that down and open myself up to the power of this love. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to feel. I don't want to cry. I don't like that. I don't want to. And yet I don't. I don't. And yet Paul said, I, I couldn't do this. I couldn't live right. I couldn't do it enough. I couldn't. He said, well, you know what it is that constrains me? You know what it is that holds me in check? For the love of Christ constrains us. Because we judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. And he that died for all, then they which live not henceforth unto themselves, but unto him that died for them. That's what the power of love wants to do, is give you a new reason for living, is give you a new direction in your life, is to change your whole ideas and make, oh yes, I love my wife, yes, I love my parents, my children, my grandchildren, I love you, I love, but you know what? There is a power that's greater than all of this, and if no one else loves me, I have to be willing to pull that wall down and say, Lord, I need to receive your love. I need to open myself up. Oh, I don't think, I don't think you have to, I don't think, I don't. How can you be any more weak than to go to Calvary? So the real question is, is it the power of love which is greater? The power of love or the love of power? Am I going to allow myself to become vulnerable, open to hurt, having the potential to be exploited? You ever felt used? You ever felt taken advantage of? You ever felt like, oh my Lord, it's one more thing? Power and might can't make me change. But the power of love. Huh? When the grandchild asks for something, they, they, they tell me I'm the pushover. <laughs> I try to say, ask your mom and dad. Papa, can we have a... Ask your parents, but as far as I'm concerned, it's fine. <laughs> How do I power that? So the question becomes, is should I be a loving man or a powerful man? Jesus knew he was a powerful man. He had access to over 50,000 angels. But he was willing to love them until the end. 2 Corinthians, Paul said it like this, Since you seek proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him. 
But we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. That's why the Holy Ghost is called dunamis. Be held to Jerusalem until you be endued with dynamite from on high. I want you to understand it's not power like you think in terms of the ability to you know, march through kingdoms and do this, but there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost that can change your life. If you come and you believe he is and he is a rewarder and you have to submit yourself to him. You have to repent. You have to ask God you have to humble yourself ask for forgiveness for being so self-centered for being so selfish for break your will I don't want to break my will great join the queue nobody does but that's what it takes to receive the power of love oh I want to be able to have that power there's only one way you get it it's through submitting yourself is through identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection for opening yourself up to the infilling of the Spirit. What are you talking about? I, I want you to know that we celebrate old Valentine's Day and we talk about love and that's great. And we, you know, we love our, our friends. We love our family. We love our spouses. We love our in-laws, our outlaws, our children, whatever it is. But there is a love that goes greater than all of that. Yes. And there herein is love. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave himself for us. I, I don't know where you are today, and I don't know. You may say, well, I've never been loved like that. I've never had an earthly love. I want to tell you something. You don't have to feel like you've missed anything because there is a power that's greater than any other love. You say, well, but I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I... That's the key. You can't do this. You can't live for God. You can't change. It is. As we get into His presence, we are changed to be like Him. He does the changing. The more I open myself up, and say I want your love that's why Paul would say it's not hellfire that constrains me but the love of Christ is why I do what I do I've often told folks when they've come and they've said well pastor I I mean do I have to do something and I think Man, you're going to struggle with any relationship you have if you put it in terms of have to. Right. Because it's the power of love that makes a mom roll out of bed when a baby's crying and walk the floor. And it's the power of love. But there is a greater power than that here. That's the power of the love of Almighty God. Let's stand. Sister Sonia is going to come. We're going to get ready to baptize her.